the EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. And this is the EP Podcast, and my name is Chris Lanuti. Hi, I'm your neighbor. And at the other end of my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement, right here in Evergreen Park, that young lady over there is Hannah. But she's not the only person you're going to hear from on this episode. We have a brand new segment that I'm very excited to debut on the EP Podcast this week. My wife came up with the idea. It's called Eating Evergreen Park. And it's basically what it sounds like. My wife and I are going to go out into Evergreen Park and eat and probably have a few drinks and hang out with the neighbors and talk to the people who own the place that we're eating at and find out some things about that place that you probably haven't heard about and review the things that are in that place, the food, the drinks, the atmosphere, so that you can decide whether or not you want to go check it out yourself. So Eating Evergreen Park, a new segment on the EP podcast, showing up later on in this program. Father Paul from Most Holy Redeemer. You remember him, embedded with the Marines? He's checking in, and he brought his bodyguard with him this time. Donna Bailey's here, of course, from the EP Library to tell you everything that's going on there, and I'm hoping that I have a really good book concept that she can't find an actual book for. The challenge continues. He's up one nothing on me. I'm trying to tie it up. All of that packed into 30 minutes, along with possibly a Hannah's history. I'm always promising it, but we don't always get to it. We're going to try. And we're also going to pack in as much information about what is going on in the EP this week for you. Meanwhile, I'm not visiting any more monuments or old buildings or places with observation decks again. I was on that elevator, not when it when it got stuck in the Hancock. In the Hancock, but I was on it a month earlier. I'm sorry, the whole family. The whole family. We had we had people from out of town. We're walking through Chicago. So we go to Hancock and we go up to that that uh, that room that's up on the on the top. It's like a bar, restaurant, or whatever. Right, like the that. signature. Yeah, signature room. Right. We go up there. We take the elevator all the way up. We take the elevator all the way down. My middle child, the ten year old, is sitting there the entire time. He's nervous, and I'm like, "Don't worry about it. It's this fine. This thing takes people up and down all the time. It's got two cables at least on it. If one snaps, there's still another one. Don't worry about it." And then I read in the paper about a week or so ago. Both cables snapped at the same time. Yeah. 84 floors it dropped. I thought that it snapped and it stopped them right away. And no. then it came out three days later. They fell 84 floors. Well, and they were, and the description of the people that were on this elevator of death was, you know, it was a little bumpy going down. We heard a boom. We, we heard, heard something boom loud. We felt a little bumpy. They were free falling. Well, you know. They when- free fell 84 floors down the middle of the John Hancock building. And you're like, it seems like the elevator is moving a little quick. I mean. <laughs> And then the brakes come out of the 11th floor or whatever like that and stops them. And they have to be cut out of the elevator. Can you imagine the shock? Like, they're probably sitting on a thing going, how high do you think we are? Well, I mean, it's stopped. They didn't even know where they were. Right. How high do you think we are? I don't know. We're probably like on like, I don't know, the 75th floor or something like that. And when when the fire department rescues them, they're like, where are we at? 11th floor. Are you kidding me? Like, I would be just, I'd be shaking. I would have fallen on the ground like, yeah. And one lady was pregnant. Huh? One lady was pregnant. Yeah. I don't care if you're pregnant or not. At that moment, we're all going to turn into mush at the bottom. I don't want, like, that's crazy to me. So when I first moved here and I, you know, went to the Hancock building, the observatory, I kept thinking this was 10 years ago, 2008. I still remember my thought and I never verbalized it because I said, I'm going to jinx something. 
But when we were on the way back down from the signature room, I said, this thing is going entirely too fast. And when it gets to the slowdown rate, it slows down entirely too fast. That is putting hell on those cables. All right. And I you was predicted it. I did. That was Hannah 10 years was like, ago. Hannah was like, something bad's going to happen here. I said, it goes too right. fast and it stops too uh -huh. fast. Okay. So well, you're was... a witch and I don't want to talk to you anymore because you're frightening. <laughs> Evergreen Park High School Magidrell Choir sings Christmas carols. They do a lot of other kind of singing, but they're doing Christmas carols this month. They also have a lot of events they're going to be at, so we're going to have them down here in the EP podcast next week, telling us what they're up to, singing us some songs this holiday season. And the Evergreen Park Youth Department is offering cheerleading classes. It's open to all 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders that are not participating on a school team. And it starts this Tuesday, December 4th. It's 50 bucks. You get a cheer t-shirt, cheer bow, cheer sessions. You were supposed to register by December 1st. But I'm guessing if you call our good friend Paisha and tell her that you just heard about this on the EP podcast today, she'll squeeze you in. 229-3377. I want to get to this new segment that we're going to be doing from time to time down here on the EP podcast before we get to Father Paul, before we get to Donna and what's going on at the library, my wife Erica is down here. You love food, don't you? Yes, I do, like You're honey. a big foodie, and you cook amazing meals in this house. And we go out to eat. Like, we'll do date night. I think most couples will do date night. Some people do it once a week. Some people do it once a month. But, but we'll go out, and we'll find a restaurant. We'll sit down, and she will sit there and basically just break down everything about the meal. And we were sitting out at a restaurant, actually, uh, downtown. We were up on the north side, actually. We were at Cafe Barbariva, and we were out. And you were sitting there thinking, you know, with the podcast, why don't we do a segment that reviews the restaurants at Evergreen Park? We should kind of review the places that are in our area for your new show, The EP Podcast. This is when we first got The EP Podcast going. And we're finally around to the point where I was like, yeah, let's do your segment. So this is Eating Evergreen Park. Erica came up with this one. <laughs> my wife came up. So this will probably be the best segment on the show because my wife came up. So, sweetheart, we went to Unidad. It's a Latin kitchen and bar. It's over at 3339 on 95th Street. It's relatively new. Just opened up this summer. Um, and we met the owner, or one of the owners, because it's a husband and wife team that owns it. We met Salvatore Munoz and his general manager, Frank Heslin. And they sat down with us at the bar, which is a beautiful bar. Big, long, L-shaped bar when you walk in. Um, got a lot of room on it. You can just sit down and you can just eat. Yeah, good place to have your full meal. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, sometimes you sit at a bar, you're like, oh, it's crowded. I wouldn't want to eat there. I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm perfectly comfortable sitting down and having a full meal at that bar. Yeah, I'm thinking that they wanted you to just pull up a seat and just sit there no yeah. matter what. Yeah, yeah like kind of how I built this bar in my basement. Yeah. Right? I just want people from the neighborhood to come pull over and hang out. Pull up a seat and just sit there. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of how they did it. So they're our first installment of Eating Evergreen Park. And we sat down with Sal and Frankie over at Unidad just the other day. All right, so we're sitting with the owner, Salvador Munoz, who, when did you open this up? Uh, July 18th. July 18th, new to Evergreen Park. Where did the concept come from? So I always wanted to open a restaurant, and um, 
I wanted to bring in uh, dishes that I grew up on that reminded me of my childhood. And they were dishes that happened to tap into uh, all over Latin America, specifically in Mexico, so dishes from my mom. And uh, while I was looking for a place where to do it, I met my wife about five, uh, five and a half years ago, fell in love with the community in, uh, of Evergreen Park, and I wanted to do something that uh, gave them a city experience, uh, but without traveling so far away, and do it something something kind of cool and hip and make sure that uh, the food was pretty solid and, and all these new flavors that maybe some guests are not uh, uh, haven't, haven't uh, been made aware of or have experienced. So. When we sat down, you explained to us that a lot of the dishes are family recipes, which I thought was amazing. Tell me about the training process for your chefs. Who came in and trained them? I want people to hear this. So it actually, so this whole uh, like journey started about two and a half years ago, and um, my uh, a really good friend of mine was actually sitting down on the bar. He opened the restaurant with us. His name is Carlos. Um, I had I worked with him at a restaurant in downtown uh, called Sepia, and um, you know I saw that he was very talented, and I needed somebody to be able to uh, be as passionate as how I felt about the food. And I had them come to my, my wife's and I house in Nevergreen Park, and we worked on dishes with my mom for about six months. Uh, and uh, Carlos and also this other uh, gentleman by the name of Nieto uh, would come in the morning and spend six hours in the kitchen with my mom and my grandma uh, for about six months before we opened the, uh, the restaurant. But they actually came two and a half years ago, worked on dishes before, uh, and you know started t- kind of like toying with the uh, and tweaking and who knows what else we did uh, in the last two and a half years with the dishes with my mom and my grandma at at our our small electronic stove uh, which uh, now it's a gas because uh, the uh, the electric stove it was was horrible (laughs) oh you have a question oh hold on my wife has a question it's more like a comment I can just tell from eating the food that there's a lot of love in the food that there was a lot of thought um, with your menu and I just feel like I'm sitting at like some you know somebody's house and just eating a meal that they would have made for me so I really enjoyed the meal yeah she's the chef in the house so that, that's a good thing you got that compliment <laughs> that's all thank you so much uh, I, I really do appreciate that what I felt about uh, in love with Evergreen Park was that the community is very supportive if it's something that they really like and um, I wanted to make sure that I brought the you know the very best of what I have experienced in my life, uh, whether in the restaurants that I worked at or the foods that I tasted, and and I hope that it showed in in, in the in the dishes. And you know I'm I'm glad that you feel that way because it was extremely important. Something that I'll try to touch on really quick. You know my childhood or, or my career choices did not uh, take me to be like a professional in in as a doctor or as an attorney or anything like that. But I have worked in, in restaurants for about twenty something years, and I have had the opportunity to taste a lot of really amazing food and and also learn a lot of uh, hospitality um, things like service and, and you know and so that was extremely important to me to bring to bring to the neighborhood I'm, if I I was like if I'm gonna make a taco I want to make sure that it's made with the best ingredients if I'm gonna make a cocktail I want to make sure that it's the best uh, ingredients that go into the cocktail so we use everything's fresh everything's fresh squeeze uh, we don't use that sweet and sour mix and we don't use a lot of stuff that's already pre-made and so uh, it's awesome and very very humbling that you make 
you, you mentioned that because it it, it, it gives me um, it reminds me that someone is taking notice and so thank you thank you for that <laughs> of all the things that you cook in here and like she said you could tell it's a home cook feel what is the most intricate thing or what is the what is the thing that takes like a long time um, I, I think I would say is the uh, the ropa vieja which is a Cuban uh, dish um, because it's 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 a meat that's uh, been braised for quite some time um, with so many amazing good delicious uh, ingredients um, so that's one of the things that we open with and uh, something a dish that I actually tasted at one of the restaurants that I used to work at and uh, it takes it takes a long time to cook you know we, uh, in order for you to kind of uh, make sure that you get the flavors that uh, you're you're searching for it, you gotta you gotta baby it and, and, and take care of it and, and make sure um, you know those those you see those and you feel and then you, you taste those and so those are, that would be the dish that I think takes a long time to make so Frankie then I'm gonna let you finish this out tell everybody in Evergreen Park why they should come here and have a meal what's so special about Uni Dad is from the second you walk in our door uh, you're greeted with a smile and the entire experience from the second you enter our door till you leave we want to make it something that is more than you expected and when you walk out of our doors it's something you don't think you're gonna find anywhere around here as well from our scratch made full bar to the love that goes into every entree and food item I think it's something that people do take notice of and it's something that's very special to myself and Sal excellent and then just for my sake Will you pronounce the name of it? Because I'm terrible at pronouncing names. It's uh, Unidad, which means uh, unity in Spanish. Unidad. So I will stop calling it Unidad. Because I'm from the south side, and I call everything like, hey, I'm going up to Unidad. That's where I'm going. They, they, you know, they, they, they make the Spanish food. So, you know, I think what I think is great is how you have Spanish entrees, South American entrees. Like, you didn't... You didn't like stick. You didn't stay in like one region of the world. You have multiple regions. That was on purpose, I would imagine. But why would you do that? Um, because I felt like there was a lot of um, there's already Mexican restaurants, and and uh, the ones that are here, they do a great job. Um, but I just kind of wanted it. I I knew there was. I saw a need for it, and these are dishes. I'm Mexican, but I grew up with uh, flavors from Puerto Rico from my neighbors. Uh, I grew up flavors from with flavors from Argentina from my cousin. Um, and I grew up with Puerto Rican food, Colombian food, Argentina food. And that food just, it pops, the flavors pop in your mouth. And I haven't seen anything around here. And I was like, I got to bring this, these flavors. And those flavors, like, they remind me of some really great memories in the kitchen when I was growing up, so. Sal, Frankie, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. tried what they recommended to us. There were two dishes. We had this skirt steak. It's an Argentinian dish. I'm going mis- I'm, I'm, I'm to mispronounce it. Bisteca chimichurri. And it's a skirt steak. comes with fried fingerlings, which are basically like potatoes with the skins on them that are, that are kind of cooked a certain way. They were really good. We also had the Camarones a la Diabla. It's a Mexican dish, which is basically on their, on their receipt, they just call it devil's shrimp. And it was like a spicy shrimp with like a family recipe of rice that was sitting on the plate. What did you like the best about this place? Oh, I liked it all. From the drinks to the food to the atmosphere, it was just 
it, I, I think I said it in the in interview. I felt like the food was made with love and that I was sitting in somebody's kitchen. Like somebody's kitchen or somebody's home and everybody was just so welcoming. But it doesn't feel like that though because, I mean, on one hand it feels like that because you're home. But on the other hand it feels trendy. Yes, definitely I mean, doesn't trendy. Doesn't it feel like you're in a place that's it's like very in, in River North? Or, cheap or whatever. You're like, yeah, <laughs> you're like in River North or you're you're in the near north side, you know, or you're you're in a trendy place, but it, you're still in the south side. Correct, but I have to say like from the staff and from what you're getting from the food wise, I just feel like it's very like made with love and the staff also like they love you as soon as you walk in the door. They're they're smiling, they're friendly. Um, they're ready to give suggestion to what you want. They know everything about the menu. Yes. And like, that's the thing. You can ask them, like, the most obscure question, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, and it's made with such and such, grown in the fields of such and such. Like, like the, the knowledge they, they give you about your food or your drinks is incredible. The bartender you loved. Yes, his name's Mike. I told him I would give him a plug. Um, he's there seven days a week, and I have to say, like, he knew everything. He knows your beers, your wines, and then all of their special specialty cocktails that they do he was able to describe them and the t kind of tequila that we were drinking oh, and where it came from how they make the tequila how they use the barrel a different way and what it does yes. and taste this it was crazy so if you're like a drink connoisseur i would definitely say you know pull a seat up at the bar and sit there you know have your drinks have an appetizer talk to him he will give you like so much knowledge that you'll walk out there and be like, oh, I want to try this, this, and this. Well, as for the food, we also had a mama's taco. That's great. Yeah. If you're there, you got to have a mama's taco, which is great because you can order all the tacos like individually. So you can pick like one, you can pick another, you can kind of like bounce around and try what you like if you want to. But you can go in, you can sit at the edge of the bar or you can get a table and you can sit there and say, okay, I'm going to try this drink and bring me this, this, and this. And you can, you can almost treat it like tapas, even though it's not tapas. Right. But you can sit there and say, give me this tackle. Give me this little thing here. Give me this little thing here. The shrimp thing that we had yeah. that's on an entree, you could make that an appetizer. And, and the same with the meal that hot. we had. It's hot where you could taste the sauce, but it, it, it's still hot. And you might want to share that unless you really like spicy food. But it was so totally worth getting. Like, I think the next time we go back... That's going to be an appetizer for us. They kind even of a brought experience. us separate plates so we could try yeah. both of the entrees that we ordered, yeah. which was really great. And the guys are friendly. It's a, are. it's a friendly restaurant. It's good. I think it's great for Evergreen Park. I think it's just a great little restaurant that's in Evergreen Park. I'm glad we made this our first stop for eating Evergreen Park. I, I am too. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to going in there and the next time and meeting Jamie, um, Sal's wife, who's also the Who owner got left there. out. Who did he get was left so out embarrassed. Of the like after he talked to, he's like, "I didn't mention my wife. <laughs> I didn't mention my wife on the podcast." <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that I put that out there that it's you know it's a husband and wife team. There were beers on tap that I don't see anywhere else. There were there are liquors and wines there that you can't even buy in stores. It's definitely something where it's like go out and you know make it a night and go try to place out. So I thought they were pretty cool. I agree. I agree. Um, let's mention the drink that I had. That was wow. It was the smoking pistol, and it was just the smoking wonder. pistol. Yes, <laughs> I don't think that's what it's called. Okay, I'll grab the menu here. The smoking pistola. Pistola. So you didn't put the uh, you didn't put the the uh, at the end of it. Maybe try it the next time you're there and say that Erica suggested it. Oh my God, are you throwing your name on that? I am. Is that what you're doing? You're like tell him Erica sent me. <laughs> you're a big star now. You I did am. one segment yes. on the EP podcast. <laughs> wow. back in the basement 
He has proven to me that there is a book about zombies who turn into worse zombies. I, I, I still can't believe it. But this week, I intend to stump her. Donna Bailey is here from the EP Library. How are you, Donna? I am just shy wonderful. All right, well, you got me last week, but it's time to stump you now. All right, Donna. Okay. I am going to give you some subject matter, and I need you to come up with a book. Okay. You claimed a few weeks ago that you as a librarian could come up with any book based upon something I came up with. If I just came up with some ridiculous subject, you could find me a book for it in the EP Library. I can find it, if not at our library, at another library, and I have it brought in, and you can pick it up at the library. I think this is, I think I can stump you eventually. All right, here we go. Bring it on. All right. This time around, because we're in winter now, we're in December, officially. I mean, I I feel like it's really December. Yeah. You know, it's really winter now. I got the Christmas lights up. It's all happening. Yes. Okay? I'm looking for a period piece in the winter. Okay. No zombies. Okay. Okay. We're not going near zombies ever again after what you did last week. I'm looking for romance. Okay. I'm looking for battles. Okay. And I'm looking for the supernatural. That's what I'm looking for. I at your twist. Romance, battles, supernatural, Supernatural. period piece. Period piece. Adult again, because you are an adult, technically. (laughs) You have children, so I'm going to make that assumption. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me think about oh i know one perfect for you it's a compilation it's called my big fat supernatural wedding and it is a compilation of different stories and one of them that really this made me think about it is roman holiday or sqr what is, i don't get this you don't get the roman no. holiday or sqr I, I guess i so sqr is a classic about the history of the roman empire okay this is about a pirate who's not dead, who's an undead pirate. An un- oh, you went back to zombies. No, it's supernatural. Undead pirate. And he has to face down a mutiny against an ancient Roman pirate. Okay. So he's time traveling. All right, so you got a battle, you got supernatural, you got period piece. And fighting in the winter. What about Roman? Well, he's got a partner with his new bride. <sighs> you know, I'm going to have to give this one to you, even though I feel like you went back to zombies. But I, I, I'm going to... I'm okay. going to give this one to okay. you. Well, I'm going to give this one to you. Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. Anything by Sherilyn Kenyon is okay. going to fall into this category. Okay. Uh, like, for example, the Dark Hunters. Um, the disinherited prince. He's a Macedonian general, and he's an immortal. His name is Kyrian. Now, he gets involved with a regular human, Amanda, and he has to fight a lethal vampire. No zombies. It's a vampire. In order to save the entire human race. That sounds intense. All right, I'm giving it to you. You know what? I might need help on this. If you have subject matter that you believe Donna can't find a book for, I want you to give us a call on the EP podcast. You can call 24-7. I will play it on the podcast, and we will see if we can stump Donna together. The phone number is 708-459-8406. Call us anytime. 459-8406. Leave it right on the machine and it will end up on the podcast and we will stump Donna. What do you got going on this week? I know you mentioned last week a bunch of things that are going on actually today. The date of the podcast comes out on a Monday. So get to that and then we got to get through the whole week because people don't always just listen on Mondays. Okay, on Monday at 6.30 at night, we're going to have partying like it's 1818 because it's the bicentennial year of Illinois. So we've got to get to it. So we're going to have a big old party. going to have dancing like it's 1818. 
We're going to have food. We're going to have all kinds of things uh, going around, circling around 1818. And when you come in, take a walk around the library, see the Evergreen Park Community High School students that did the artwork. I'm not kidding. You will not believe these are teenagers that created this art. And walk up to Donna and ask for some of these ridiculous books that she's been telling about over the last couple of weeks. Please challenge me. He's so easy. All right. What else do you have going on this week? You're getting cocky, and I don't like it, Donna. (laughs) Okay. Also on the 4th, drop in any time between 3.30 and 5 and make some holiday cards for the kids in the hospital. Service hours will be awarded for that, too, if you have a teen or tween who needs to get those service hours. And it's also a darn nice thing to do. Okay, on Thursday the 6th, we're also going to have our annual favorites. Again, the talents of the Evergreen Park Community High School. They have the Madrigals, the kids that are in the music program. Okay. They come dressed all in the medieval costumes, and they sing carols and songs about Christmas. They, oh. It's wonderful. They have beautiful voices. It is just a, a quite an event. Okay, then the last thing I just want to end the week with is on Friday the 5th, we're going to be closed for an in-service. So the library will look like this it's open. This library closes a lot. I'm, I'm Actually, telling you, no, we don't. You, you, we only you do guys this once get a, a lot year. of days off. We only do this once a year. Hey, a couple weeks ago, I remember you shutting down for Thanksgiving, you know, and the we, day after Thanksgiving. Well, oh, come on. We got to eat turkey. I get that. But I mean, the day, day after, after Thanksgiving, I thought you know it was a little many, It would be suspect, too expensive to open you know? for the few people that come in. So we've determined... That we just won't just be saying. open. If you're in a if you're in a big hurry to go find a supernatural book uh, that has to deal with uh, pirates and uh, undead pirates at that, and, yeah. and, and you get the hankering for it against the Romans, right? You may want to go in on that day, or you know, or on this day that you're clo- what day is this that you're going to close? That's Friday the fifth. On Friday the fifth. And even if you wanted to come in and read Mary Bird's actual, the authentic SQR, right? You could come in and, and check that out. So much to do. And you have books. It's incredible. Yes, we do. We'll see you next week. See ya. Used to keep it cool. Used to be a fool. All about the bouncing master. Watch it on the news. What you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool. Okay, so you guys want to start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What we need to do is start from scratch. Lots of podcasts. Six of them now. Yeah. Twelve podcasts I'm doing a week. I come down here into the bar. I drink all day long and I do podcasts. My wife is like, you have a problem. I love your new and it's job, not the, Chris. it's not the drinking, it's the podcast. There's too many of them. Should I keep it light? Stay out of the fight. No one's gonna listen to me. If I write a song, preaching what is wrong, will they let me sing on TV? Should I keep it light? You're gonna eat lightning. You're gonna crap thunder. Is that right? You're gonna be a greasy <laughs> Italian tank. Growing up on a podcast. Socks in the basement. The EP podcast. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. We gon' burn the whole house down. The Evergreen Park Recreation Department is bringing back the very popular Santa visits. It begins today, or at least the day this show came out, Monday, December the 3rd, and runs all the way through Christmas Eve. Call and get your 20-minute interval block. That happens sometime between the hour of 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. where Santa will stop by. 708-229-3373. That's 229-3373. 
We may have to schedule Santa to come and hang out at my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement here. A guy who's longing to join me at the bar, who's been overseas in the middle of some really, really rough stuff, but calls EP his home, Father Paul from Most Holy Redeemer, back on the phone line. We've only got a few minutes to talk to him, but Father Paul, you brought some muscle this time. You got your bodyguard, huh? Uh, and guns. <laughs> and, and guns. Well, you know, you're on the other side of the world, and yet you're you're armed, and you're and you're ready to go. He's got Joshua and Matilda with him all the time. (laughs) He names his guns. I'm going to introduce him real quick. This is Petty Officer Third Class Hawthorne. Courtney, you you named your guns. What are the names again, and why did you name them that? Okay, you know what? It was actually uh, me and Father Paul actually named them together. And it was, uh, okay, we got the M4. The M4 is named uh, Joshua. Um, because Joshua fit the battle of Jericho and the walls come tumbling down. So we, 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 we pay attention to Joshua. And I, and, I, and I really liked it, so I went with it. But then uh, we were thinking about a name for my uh, M9, which is uh, my 9mm uh, service pistol. And um, but he, he, he said a name, and it was, uh, it was it started with an M word or whatever, but I, I, it didn't quite fit for me or whatever. But when he said Matilda, uh, I, I fell in love with it instantly. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Matilda when uh, the little girl she was able to work magic. Yeah. For me, instantly when he said Matilda, I was like, oh, I like that. I like hey, Matilda. It stands for M9 or whatever it is. It's like, oh, my M9 works magic. So I was, I was in love with it right away. How often does Father Paul chew your ear off about the fact that you know if it gets hairy, I can get it too. Just, just hand me one of them, and I'll, I'll just start shooting. I know you can't do that. But he, he strikes me as the kind of guy that he's sitting there and he's going like, you know, if it really gets going and we're surrounded, I can shoot. <laughs> I, I bet you he's like that with you at least once in a while. You know, it's funny. It's like, it's funny. And this is what I like about Chad. I feel like we click as soon as we knew each other. It's, it's, um, before we got on his deployment, there was uh, two or three months before prior, before the deployment, we actually had a training that all chaplains and all, all chaplains assistants have to go to all over the country. So it was funny. We just both happened to be in the same place. The very first thing that we said to each other, and it was both, cause I, I wanted to be able to, like, I, I joked with him about it, and he joked with me about it. He was like, the very first thing we said to each other, like, if anything hit the fan, the, we got to understand that the, uh, the, 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 the sidearm pistol falls out of the holster, and the chap get it while I get the M4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I like this guy. This is my chaplain all day. So. <laughs> Do you worry that if he was ever identified as a chaplain that he would have a target on his back? Uh, I don't, not really. I don't really believe that to be the case. Honestly, the enemy, if they can get anybody, they don't care who it is. If they if, if they can get somebody in their side, it, it, whoever they can get, they can get. And, and actually, when we travel, too, we say we travel slick. So they really wouldn't know that I'm a chaplain because oh, yeah. we have to remove all our patches and all our identification and right. everything like that. So the only thing that they would know is that I'm some jamoke without a gun. Right. You know, that was it. That's all yeah. they know. We only got a couple more minutes here. Anything that you want to pass along, Father Paul, before we get out of here to the to the people at home? And, uh, of course, wh- whether or not your your bodyguard wants to say something, too, because he should tell his wife that she can sit down and listen to his uh, his podcast now. Uh, I just want to say, you know, keep the, the, the prayers coming uh, because these guys over here really do give up a lot. I mean, Courtney and I, we well, everybody lives in a tent, you know, and we sleep on a cot. In a sleeping bag, you know, there are no sheets, no pillows, nothing like that. So these guys are giving up uh, a whole lot. And uh, whenever you see a soldier, sailor, marine on the on the sidewalk, give him a hug, you know, because they got to come. It, 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 we're like living in mash. Only the tents are more modern looking, and we got air conditioning and heat in them. That's the only difference. And uh, is there a still just like in MASH 2? Do you have, did you find one yet? Did somebody have some, something constructed? I'm working on it. <laughs> You're a cross between Mulcahy and Hawkeye. 
<laughs> exactly. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. The EP Podcast. <laughs> Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.